find the right place. Well, as we are immersed in Blessed to be a Blessing, we're continuing our study of families in the book of Genesis. And if you were in Bible class, which I hope you were, you talked about Jacob as he went off up to where his mother was from, and there uh, he found a wife and another wife and another wife and another wife. And you talked about all of that and the in-law, uh, Laban, and how they got along and so forth, and hopefully drew some good lessons out of all that information. Well, we're going to back up a little bit for the sermon and talk about when he first left home and that journey on the way up. And there's a very familiar story that if you have ever been in Bible class for many times, you've heard about this story and know this story, Jacob and Jacob's ladder. Let's be standing, please, as we hear this which is still the word of God in our lives. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and he lay down in that place. And he dreamed. He dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth the top of it reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. And your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And all families of the earth shall be blessed in you and your offspring. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid, and he said, How awesome is this place! There is none other, this is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. May God bless the reading of his word. We've all come to that place before in our lives, a place where everything seems to be coming at us, things are changing, problems. Perhaps it's a place that you're at right now. If not, it's a place I know that you have been there before. It's a place that you will go to again. So we want to take a moment today and look at this story in the life of Jacob about this place. I tried to, in the reading of the scripture, to emphasize how often that word appeared in the reading. Did you catch that? Did you hear that? You know, just a little Bible study note, anytime you're reading the Bible and you keep seeing one word over and over and over again, you need to circle that word because that word's important. 
It's not just that the writer didn't know any other words. He's telling us that this is important. Well, in this particular story, what's really important at the beginning of it is that we realize that Jacob is at a certain place. Yeah, it's a physical location, but it's also a place in his life that is extremely important. Now, at this time, Jacob is running away from some problems at home. You know what he had done with his brother Esau. He had stolen the family farm from him. He had received, gotten to where he would now have the inheritance, even though he was the younger son. And his brother Esau was so enraged at him that he threatened to kill him. And because of that, he leaves home. He's going off up to his mother's family and hopefully there to find a wife. But right now, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Everything that used to be is no more. And what's in front of him, he doesn't know. And so therefore, he comes to this certain place in his life. And there in this place, it has gotten dark. And he lies down in that place And he sleeps. And while he sleeps, he dreams. And in that dream, he sees, uh, according to your version, it could be a ladder, a stairway, a ramp. But what he sees is something that right at that moment doesn't really seem real to him. That earth is still connected to heaven. That is a great revelation anytime we are in this place. Anytime we are in a certain place in our lives where all this junk is going on, what a great thing to remember that earth is still connected to heaven. And on this ladder, stairway, ramp, up and down go the angels of God the messengers of God, that God still cares what's going on on the earth and that he is sending his messengers to address it. And they go to earth and they come back and there's this traffic, constant traffic between heaven and earth. So Jacob gets the point. He realizes even though he's in this place in his life, that God's in the place with him. And in fact, the Lord stands there beside him and says, Jacob, I'm going to promise you some things. And what I promise you is this. I will be with you. I will watch over you wherever you go. And I will never leave you. And he also gives this promise that if it wasn't written down and it wasn't bound between two leather sides of my Bible here, I don't think I would believe it. Because what God tells Jacob is this, I will use you to bless all the families on the earth. Isn't that ironic? How's Jacob's family going right now? Kind of chaotic, isn't it? How good a role has Jacob played in the peace and harmony within his family? You know the story. And yet here is God telling him that I can take you, Jacob, and I will bless all the families of the earth. Now, when I hear that, I think of at least a couple of things. 
One is this, that God is interested in families. That when he decides to do his work, when he first made this promise all the way back to Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, and he begins laying the foundation through which he will bring to this world our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When he begins laying that whole foundation for the people of Israel who will, will go along and, and, and will t- continue to teach all the people of the world about, about God and about uh, what God is going to do so that this world is ready through the people of Israel for the coming of Jesus Christ. When he starts laying all that foundation, he says, okay, all of this is for families. Now, that's important. You see, in our civilization, or our society today, we tend to think more individualistically. And to be honest, oftentimes our reflection on family is kind of, well, what does that mean to me? You know, we think of, what has the family done for me? And, and how are things going in the family, and how does that make me feel? Well, God is saying, That the people that hear his call are people who are called upon to be a blessing to families. And guess where blessing families begins? In yours. Every one of us here has a family in some shape or form. Now, I know that family structure varies greatly. You know, we think of family as having a mom and dad and a couple of kids. Well, your experience and your friend's experience, you know that that's really not an accurate picture of family life today. And we can get off into, especially if our family is in a moment, a certain place of chaos like the family of Jacob. And things are not really good at home. We can begin thinking, well, there's no way that this family can be a blessing. And we can really get off on the idea that my family has really messed up my opportunities. And we can be all frustrated because my family didn't give me this and I didn't have this in my family. And, but the call of God in our lives is that the people who hear his voice and the people to whom he makes a promise are people who are called upon to be a blessing to their family. And as they begin to bless their family, they reach out and bless other families as well. You know, you guys sitting here, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, man, you will be so far ahead of the game if you start kind of realizing that. College students who are maybe separated from your family as well, To grow up to the point of spiritual maturity that you say, my calling in life is to bless my family by who I am and what I do and what I say to them and how I treat them and how I promote peace and harmony and love within my family. That that is one of the greater responsibilities that God has given me. So the first thing when I hear this about Jacob being called to be a blessing to all families, I'm reminded that that's what God is really all about, is blessing families and his people being a blessing to family. And the second thing is tied right to that, is as we've said at this particular point, Jacob is not much of a blessing to anyone, yet God can take the most chaotic situation 
and bring blessing into it. That if he has just one person in that family that's listening to him, that he can begin to work his love, his shalom, his peace, his blessings into a family. And the challenge is that we are that vessel in our family, each one of us. And some of us have several family members sitting in this room together. Wouldn't it be great if God had all of those openings into a family to bring his blessing and his love into that family? Well, now, all of this was said for Jacob. And Jacob realized that God's calling was in his life and what it was that God wanted him to do and what it was that God was going to do for him. And he jumps up the next morning and he says, you know, when I lay down here in this place, I just thought it was a place. I was in a certain place. I didn't know that God was in this place, but he was. We can have that same experience. That we can come to places in our lives that we think that God is not there. But he always is. Now, you say, well, you know, that's Jacob. You got Abraham, you got Isaac, you got Jacob. We're going to have Joseph, we're going to have Judah. I mean, those guys, we're not Jacob. We're not the people like Jacob that God has called us. Well, we may not be Jacob, but guess what? We are Nathaniel. Did you make the jump with me? (laughs) We're not Jacob, but we are Nathaniel. Who is Nathaniel? He's a guy over in John, the Gospel of John. We're jumping from Old Testament to New Testament. He's in John chapter 1. He was one of the first guys that Jesus called to be one of his disciples. Now you remember in the story? He's the one that Jesus said, I saw you when you were sitting under that tree over there. He's the one that he said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. He's the one that had said about Jesus, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? That Nathaniel? Do you know when Jesus was talking to him? Do you know the story he brought up to talk to him about? Oh, yeah. Y'all are way ahead of me, aren't you? He said, if you will come and follow me, I will be your stairway to heaven. I will be your connecting point between earth and heaven. That if you will come and be my disciple, you will see the angels of God ascending and descending on me. You will get it. You will get it that when you are in any place in your life that God is there with you. And I will be with you. I will go with you. I will never leave you. And yes, I will help you become a blessing to your family and all families. Today, we have that opportunity. Now, I know we're going to talk about blessed to be a blessing in just a moment. But your first opportunity is to be a blessing in your family. Just the attitude you go home with can be a blessing or a curse. The next time you talk to mom and dad, you can be a blessing or a curse. The next time you decide whether I'm going to go here or do this, you can be a blessing or a curse. But as people of God... We are called upon to bless. And today, this church has a wonderful opportunity to be a blessing to the families in this community. 
We're going to carry out about $23,000 worth of food and supplies here in just a moment. And already some are already scattering out all over the city. Those who are in first service are, are already knocking on doors and taking these things to these families. And a wonderful thing about this is it really fits right into our mission statement. We are called upon to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, certainly this is a strength activity. There are people in this church that unless we're out knocking doors and handing people stuff, or we're out cleaning people's houses or yards, we're not really doing the work of the Lord. You're our strength people. And you love days like today where you can pick up a box and put it in your car and drive over and knock on the door and say, here, here is some food. But you know, it's really a blessing also to you mind people. <laughs> you read in the Bible all the time because you mind people are always reading your Bible and studying your Bible. And over and over, the Bible says, give. The Bible says, if you have this world's goods, make sure you're sharing with others. And you're going to feel good today because you're going to get to do that. But it's also good for you heart people. Because when you knock on that door and someone opens the door, it's a person standing there. And there is a possibility for a connection. And you love connections. And your whole faith is all about connecting with people and connecting people with Jesus. And so therefore, you're going to hand a box to this new possible friend of yours. And as you give that person the box, some of the people will just take it and shut the door. Other people will want to talk. And you'll have the chance to make that connection. And we weird soul people, when we carry a box of food, it's not a box of food. It's a sacrament. When we carry a box of physical food, it's a box of spiritual food as well. That these people who receive this gift from us will know that God has a people who care. Let's close with a blessing. May God bless you as you go home to bless your family. May he bless you to have that attitude that shows peace and love and support to others. May he continue to change you and change the members in your family that you may truly benefit all family members. They may all truly be a blessing one to another. And as you pick up boxes and take them to people's houses, may God bless you with the opportunity to touch those people's lives, not only with a little more food that day, but also with the awareness that God is love and that we love them too. Let's stand and sing.